Welcome to P3 Radio. The monkey only dances as good as the guy grinding the organ handle. Brada, brada, brada. I fly, bro. That is never stopping. Truck goes to the white. <laughs> cool story, bro. Footy pajamas. Hey, genius. It's, three, it's 2 p.m. Central. PG3 Radio. Nope. Here's your host, Josh Friday. Get him off big, Freddie. Get him off big. Richard Mulligan. And as I put you down, my pants ripped. <laughs> it's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mulligan, joined by my co-host, the man they call the fireman because he goes around all over town putting out old flames and best friend Josh probably say hey Josh I wish that I could be that mediocre of a country musician wow oh. Josh making fans oh, quickly. blowing up them it's July 5th brother I'm getting all the other fireworks well out. it was July 5th when we recorded this a week ago <laughs> no it I'm not I'm not telling a lie it is July 5th yes when we I'm recorded getting it, this. I'm getting the rest of it out live to tape live to tape <laughs> Josh, how's it going? Episode 154, man. Well, I, I would say that I slept good last night, but I didn't because uh, the neighbors like to spend their paychecks on fucking fireworks. Between them and the roids, you didn't sleep a wink, did you? <sighs> man. No, the, actually, the roids, it's all good in that department. Yeah? Yeah. I, it's the prescription shaving cream that I've been putting on there. <laughs> prescription shaving cream? I didn't say nothing. I said that uh, I had the goddamn foam gimmick. The foam. Oh, the foam. The, uh, it's paramoxin hydrochloride, something or another. Um, yeah, you put it on a tissue, dab it on there. And shit! And then no, <laughs> that's after you shit. <laughs> but yeah, I'm fucking, dude. Um, I'm not oh, such, really? <laughs> I'm not such a beaten man this week. Freudian slip there. I... No, I think your brain thinks that way, <laughs> and you're so badly wanting to... Never mind. I'm going to bury myself. Well, guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> we all are. <laughs> Those are my favorite. I know. I, I love them. <laughs> Everybody knows. I love them, too. I love them. But, uh, yeah, man, been actually getting good sleep up until fucking Friday night. Uh, like I said, yeah. the neighbors... I'll be damned if all of them didn't spend their paychecks on fireworks. On fireworks. It has been July 4th ever since we got off of work <laughs> Friday. But, dude, you know this has been a big problem in, like, New York? And, like, some I of these bigger... I think just crime in general is a big part in New York. Uh, a lot of these cities, that like, these bigger cities that don't allow fireworks, I guess everybody being cooped up, they're like, Fuck the police ain't some of the underground! <laughs> <laughs> so they, like, they... Um, like that's all I've been hearing. Like I know I've got a um, a relative that lives in Pennsylvania, and she was talking about like, like I don't know why every night there's been loud fireworks going off, and this is starting back in like late June, <laughs> like as soon as the stands probably opened. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, she was like that, and then I heard uh, I listened to Jim and Sam sometimes in the morning, and they were talking about how like in New York it's getting like. Really, it was getting really bad, like, every night with fireworks, because I guess people are so cooped up, you know, they go buy fireworks, and they shoot them off of their roof or Look, something. Look, man, I was cooped up with everybody else. Yeah. I ain't shot in the first goddamn firework. I, uh, You know why? Yeah. Because I'm not a fucking kid, and I'm not an asshole. 
Well, I feel like you're wrong about one of those two. <laughs> I'll let you decide which one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, we um I went I went and drove past the county line yesterday and picked up uh some sparklers for for my daughter, you know, and uh I got these little snake things. Um I, like I said, I didn't get anything. I got two things that popped, like, and they were like, pow, 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 pow. they weren't loud. They weren't like the concussion. You're so, the, your neighbors are the ones that were shooting them off because I could hear them here. Probably. Like I could see them and hear them here, and I'm like, there's somebody over there by the by the mill pond that's shooting off fireworks. Fucking industrial grade, yes, like a baseball <laughs> yeah. park level, right? Like I would just hear. Foof. And I'm like, Jesus, sound like Iraq out here. You would think that they were all war veterans. Yeah. And they were that proud of their country <laughs> that they were, you know, if it was just on decibel level. But no. And uh, where was your wife during all this? She was off. Exactly. I could tell. <laughs> She's been working the desk this week. Mm, should have so. been working behind the wheel because <laughs> that's absolute bullshit. And Dude. I'm going to tell you something. The bottom line is this. This is the body. Don't go no further than this because it can't. Right. I live in the fucking city because I enjoy this. The 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 um, how am I going to put this? I don't know. I enjoy the comforts of what the city life involves with me right now. Uh -huh. To where uh, the fireworks are illegal, right? And if you want to do that, we got to do the Uncle Freddy thing. We got to go where he lives in the right. country and then shoot all the goddamn fireworks <laughs> we want. But. That does not apply nowadays. Yeah. I mean, one night a year. I don't really care. Let three. One, Industrial one, grade. Three. I will say this. Somebody let not one. The it. first cop drove by. No. And if they did, no. they didn't do anything. And it's a fine. You know, I'm yeah. not Johnny Law here, but goddamn, if it was me out there doing it. You should have went out there and shook your fist at them. Oh, it wouldn't Damn work. kids. I'd be on the front of the newspaper if I did that. <laughs> I mean, it's one night a year. I don't really care. Three. Three. It's one acceptable night a year. <laughs> and I'm fine with the night before, too, because people are got to test the shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see if this works. I was hoping they'd put it in their mouths. I mean, I, I would much rather somebody shoot off the fireworks, because I can put headphones in and not listen to it, but I would much rather somebody shoot off the fireworks than somebody blow up a mailbox with a cherry bomb. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't have any cherry bombs. Set but. something on fire. You know what I mean? Like, I would much rather them do something like that than. Uh, so I mean, I mean, why not just uh, stay in your fucking house, watch TV, do what you normally do? Well, it's Fourth of July. Go to the country. <laughs> That's why it's illegal in the city, motherfucker. That was Josh last night. <laughs> no, you were probably really like this last night. Hey, Decker, this is Vince Neal. Hey, want to say, uh... <laughs> happy, happy birthday, brother. <laughs> yeah, I was drunk off my ass. <laughs> uh, I was. That's why I went to sleep early. Yeah, and, but I woke up early as a motherfucker, so, you know. What time did you wake up? Early as a motherfucker. Oh, wow. Is that... <laughs> A.M.? Earlier than you. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely earlier than me. I sleep in on the you, weekends. You awoke on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sleep in Happy on the Happy fourth, everybody. Oh, that's the fifth. Damn. <laughs> Slept right through this. <laughs> nah, I'm still drinking my water, man. I know, dude. It hurt my back watching you lug that son of a bitch up the steps. I've gotten used to it. I, I carried it to that work with me. That one arm is big and veiny as a motherfucker right <laughs> well, now. Well, that's for other reasons. <laughs> um, 
But no, dude, I, I carried it to work with me all week last week, too. And they think you are you ribbon? Why well, you got that pail of water with right you? Right now, where we're at, you know, we have lots of locations that I can go to that have nobody there. <laughs> so I was just going to those locations and just chilling by myself, drinking water and working on things. <laughs> that way that you wouldn't get judged with your pail. No, of I don't water. care. Nobody's <laughs> gonna say anything to me about it, you know. because, um, you know, we have a you got a, we're not you got in high like school anymore. A livestock Josh. grade fucking pail of water yes. that you carry with you, and I'm I'm already a third of the way through it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though when I do wake up at six, I, I don't drink anything else until I finish this. Right, and I finish this on the weekends. It's a little harder to finish the whole gallon because, let's be honest, I'm not up early. You know what I mean, like. It starts becoming a chore after a while, right? Um, but like while I'm at work. You know, I just sip on it as I'm working. Like, dude, seriously. That's an excuse I, to run to the bathroom. I've had this done by noon sometimes. In six hours, I've had a gallon of water down. And then you switch to brown liquor. No, it looks like brown liquor coming out of my butthole. <laughs> dude, water will make you crap like nothing else. Like, and I don't know if, like, I've told you, in two weeks, I've lost 12 pounds. you just full of shit, then. Dude, no, I mean, it's just water, exercise, and diet. That's all I'm doing. And when I say exercise, I'm only doing 30 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes a day. That's it. Six days a week. And then the diet, I'm just watching my portions, you know. And I'm not eating like, like the portions aren't, well, I can have a little bit of cake. No, it ain't that. It's just, you know, I have like, like tonight I'm going to have a steak. That's it. I'm not going to have like mashed potatoes with it and all that. And I'll do this for a while until my, my uh, metabolism gets built up. And then by vacation time... When I have that first burger, like I've done this before, like, and I had a guy tell me about it. His name was Dell. You know Dell. Yeah, bro. He's spellbinder. He's been on the show. He told me one time. He's like, "You need to go have a burger and a shake." I'm like, "I don't want to do that." I've got made. It. He's like, "No, trust me. I had it and I lost five pounds." He's like, "What happens is your body gets so used to burning off things that you throw something like that at it, and it's like, oh shit, we got to work overtime now." It's <laughs> like, "Yay, he's giving us a challenge," and it just burns quicker, you know, like because you have all those calories all of a sudden. So, yeah, eventually on my vacation, which is in a couple of weeks, I'll have a cheat day. And So, when they shut all of the goddamn beaches down in Florida, are you just going to go to the restaurants? Well, the restaurants should be shut down before the beaches. Well, what are you going to do? The beaches are public property. I'm I understand hoping they that. don't, dude. And they've already announced that at least a few beaches have been closed. In Miami. Like Miami. That and- was this weekend. And you know everything <sighs> starts down there and it makes its way up. Well... The epicenter right now is Florida, but it's like southern Florida right now for the most part. Um, I have friends that went to the beach this week. Good. In Florida. So Need it's to get like, a test. <laughs> are you going to do the show with me next week? Probably or not. the week I come back? Nope. It's going to be a Skype show? Have to be. Not risking it. Unless yeah. you get tested, you know. I'm not getting tested. I'll probably be fine. All we're going to do is we're going to actually take food with us. We are... Um, well, we do that every time because we usually stay in a place that has like an oven and like everything so we can cook there. So Your summer property. Yeah. <laughs> no. Cool. It's a rental that we we rent. We rent it like every year. But, <laughs> Not the <I> same mean. <laughs> one. <laughs> Our driver takes us down there. <laughs> I wish we had a driver. God, that's a long trip. Sometimes I wish I could just go to sleep and wake up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be duct taped and thrown in a trunk. <laughs> but if if I could have that experience without their hostility, I'd be like, yeah, let me get to Florida that way. Now, we're so, not letting you out till we get there. <laughs> Great. 
Great, let's go. <laughs> Just give me my gallon of water and my air supply here. Give me my pail with <laughs> <Yeah>. a straw <laughs> and a shit bag because I have to shit twice. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to piss like Grace Horse. <laughs> give me another gallon for that. A Grace Horse? A Grace Horse. <laughs> you know, one that's thankful for things. <laughs> Thank you so much for racing <laughs> me very and keeping me underweight. <laughs> you brush like a motherfucker. <laughs> you get my tail too. <laughs> no. A Grace Horse. Well, today we're going to have on the show Josh Smith. Josh, uh, did you ever meet Josh? Josh? I don't. I don't know who that is. <laughs> he, I will, uh, I guess. He sings in a lot of local bands around here. So you know, when we used to go to the tavern a lot, you'd probably know him. From Maybe. That. You know, he played a lot. He's really good. He's a local artist. I usually had on beer goggles during that time, so might yeah. I might wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> Sing Freebird. See if I remember. We're going to have him on. We'll talk a little bit about. You know, same things we normally talk about, concerts, how he sees the this whole thing working out with, you know, playing music, you know, mm-hmm. if he sees that coming back, uh, what the business is like, stuff like that, you know, we'll keep it. It's fun. a hard time right now. Yeah. I can't imagine if that was what paid the bills. I can't, that'd be rough, man. A lot of uh, local musicians have actually gotten... Real jobs and uh, went back to that kind of life. Started until, hooking. <laughs> until things, uh, well, yeah. one guy that we know was a touring musician. Yeah. And he had to get a real job because there ain't no concerts no gigs or nothing like that. I'm, I'm, it's probably the same with comedy, man. Like, Unless you're Dale Hughley. Yeah. Then you just go on the stage with the shit. So are they making y'all wear masks at work? They are. They are? Yep. Do you like it or... Absolutely not, you because like not only is it 100 degrees, but it's 100 yeah. degrees with somebody trying to smother you. Yeah. And <laughs> seriously, the only time that I get to take the son of a bitch off is when I'm in the office at my desk. Yeah. And nobody's going to fuck with you in there, but I mean, I'm not lying. Whenever I say, like, the, sta- the safety lady, if she pops in there, I put the motherfucker on. Yeah. You just could, oh, well, fuck. Well, we haven't had to wear them at work, because like I said, we're all spread out, like, Half the motherfuckers in my office don't even come in. They work from home. So it's like, so we, our county had a mandate that started. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I look like I got, I was going to rob a stagecoach when I was going yeah. to buy my beer before I came over here. Which I'm fine with. I'm going to tell you, I felt uncomfortable masking up yeah. as I was going in because I'm thinking, what if <laughs> they just like forget? They got that split brain, that split second brain fart. Hit, hit the silent alarm. And they hit the alarm in. and blow my ass away with that big 44 they got behind the counter. This He wore a mask, bro. You, he was you, coming you, in to take our money. You need to, you need to go to more reputable places to buy your liquor <laughs> just beer i just want some beer that scratching dent liquor <laughs> 99 cent per can yeah. beer you motherfucker <laughs> but but man i mean but yeah i, I literally that's I, all i could think about here's the thing like you know i told you we're so spread out like on all week last week i was pretty much by myself so i sent a message to my boss and i was like hey this mandate's only for for uh you know our county that have open businesses this isn't really for us because our business is closed to the public right and he was like yeah but we still have to wear them i (laughs) said okay well that's fine i was like and i shouldn't have asked this because you know when you ask things it's like well now i know but i said well hey what if i'm at a location where there's nobody at i'm the only one there because i am i'm gonna be there all week probably nobody there just me all alone for Hundreds of rooms. <laughs> I was like, he's like, you still have to wear it then. That I don't understand. It's like, there's no, literally no one around me. Control. 
I guess. That's all it is. I guess so. Well, what else would it be, Richard? I don't know. I don't know why. Like I said, in that situation, what get, else? What I else? Get, is it? I get it. Hey, if you want me to wear one to Walmart, fine. I'll wear one to Walmart. That's fine. I don't mind. But when I'm by myself and there's nobody around me, you know what I mean? It's like, eh. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we sure will. <laughs> but no, and and you know what's funny is like our county had the health department come out, and uh, they were like, "Well, the health department was the one that wrote the mandate." It's not. I know, and and a lot of people were pissed because it wasn't this. These aren't my words. Yeah. Just so we're clear, but this one guy, and I know there were some others that felt this way too, on Facebook to the attached post that they put out. Yeah. He he put, I'm not comfortable with a registered nurse telling me this is an actual <laughs> law. Yeah. You it's know, not a law. You're not a doctor or a mandate or whatever. Yeah. I mean, but they're saying that it's enforceable and it would be a misdemeanor. Who's if, You know who's, who's enforcing it, right? Who? The health department. They don't have police officers. No, so. I'm saying they can write you a, a ticket. Oh, but, so they're saying they're going to have people on patrol? Yeah, it's not... Police officers are not enforcing this. Really? Sheriff's department's not enforcing this. How, how do you know that? Did somebody tell you that specifically, yes. or are you just assuming it? No, I know. And so because on the, the on the little note that they sent out on Facebook, it says, "Do not call nine one one or dispatch." Really? Yes. Did you not see that? That was the fine print. That's number five on the list. Like they had a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Huh. They took seven off yesterday. You know what seven was? What? What if I'm? What if I have a dis- disability that requires me that I can't wear a mask? And the the actual number seven that they put out on Friday said, "Well, then you use curbside pickup or don't go in." Oh man! That caused a shitstorm of people going, "Hey, that's a lot like uh, discriminating on a disability to me." Yeah. And yesterday they re- resubmitted that whole list. Seven was no longer there. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like I, I was kind of being a dick and like when it got posted, I was like, Hey, why was seven omitted? And I posted the screenshot that I'd taken from the original, Mm. (laughs) but yeah. And then I had cop friends that were like, notice number five, keep number five in mind. And number five was do not call dispatcher 911 if you want to tattle on somebody. (laughs) So what was the, I mean, so like, say you got a business owner and they're absolutely gun ho about that. And then you got that one one American come in there. Right. <laughs> it's like, hell no. Do, are they refusing service yeah, to these people? They're refusing service. Now, you can do that. Now, the business has the right under the this circumstance to say, hey, we're refusing you this because you don't have a mask on. Um, Is that not unconstitutional? Dude. These are weird times, man. I know, but I mean, like, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the argument. It's, here's, here's, it's unconstitutional to make me wear a mask, yada, yada, yada. Right, that is their go-to. Right. And whenever you talk about number seven being omitted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. And they can't ask. Right. I mean, they can't say. <laughs> Show due, me your paperwork. Due to the American Disability Act, you can't go up to somebody and go, what's your disability that you can't wear a mask? You know what I mean? Right. It's also like HIPAA, HIPAA laws, laws and stuff like that, too. You can't them. violate that. Right. So. Dude, I don't know. It's just, it's a cluster. Like, I get it if you want to keep everybody safe. But to tell people, hey, you're going to get a misdemeanor if you don't wear a mask, that seems a little much. You know what I mean? Well, it does seem a little much from the people that hand out rubbers because, like I said, <laughs> right? unless they got people on patrol. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't tell 
sheriff's department or police department they were doing this either. They just <laughs> did it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Look, to be fair. And we're not the only county that's doing it. Shelby County's doing it as uh, well. I don't want to sound like that I'm, I'm like one of the, the extreme uh, this way or that way on the matter. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not. I'm I'm pretty much right there in the middle. I'm not sure right. that they're telling us everything, but also I'm not sure that it's just. Uh, You're also not going to do the show with me live when I come back from Florida. Well, I I don't know. I'm just ribbing you. <laughs> I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. We're six feet away. We'll see how 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 Florida gets. You mean to do it in a mask? Yeah, might might have to. I'll do it in a mask. But I don't want to. I don't want to seem like because, like I said, I hate wearing the fucking thing. I absolutely hate it. But. You know, if that's what's suggested to me, and they're saying, you know, it's going to be a big deal that if you don't, then I guess I'll wear one. You know, it sucks. It's hotter than fucking, uh, you know, a morning piss after a good night. You, mean, you feel comfortable now that I'm doing the show in this mask? You do look like you got a case of the chicken shits. <laughs> I'm wearing a El Pollo Loco uh, mask. I put this on Facebook. I've seen that. Yeah. But I'll wear this mask. You, you know what's it. awesome? You did it for likes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And it worked. You're a whore. <laughs> it worked. Hey, you know what's funny? I sent that picture to my boss's boss. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a, I, you know, my boss's boss used to be my direct boss. And me and him, he's a really cool guy. He liked me. I was so happy that he's coming back to our company and everything. And I sent him that message and I said, along with a nude. Yeah. <laughs> well, you think I'm half cocked about that shit. Bigger. <laughs> but I told him, I said, uh, Hey, is it cool if I wear this Monday now that we have that mandate? And he said, uh, and, and then I accidentally like, cause we have a radio station here. I told you about that. I joke around with. So I sent him like three messages that was supposed to go to the radio station and they were jokes and then I noticed, I was like, oh, shit, I just pulled up the phone and just texted him. <laughs> like, you know, last well, person. Well, first off, you should be working right now. Yeah, Second. no, this was this was our day off. We were off. So uh, I sent him back a message like, hey, I'm sorry for blowing your phone up. And I was like, I'm not going to wear that mask, by the way. And he sent me back a message. He's like, well, can I? <laughs> like, Hell he's no. awesome. I was like, I'll bring it with me on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and he will. He'll put it on, man. Uh, but. I like bosses like that. People that you can work for, you know, that, that are just cool. Yeah. That makes a, a world of difference during the day. Because you know, you know, no matter what happens, you're not going to have the same bullshit problems with this guy right. that you might with these other guys. Well, speaking of bosses, Josh, uh, New York Post story. Uh, this guy must not have liked his boss. This is from July 2nd. So this is a couple days ago when we were filming this or taping this. Uh, Amazon delivery driver quits mid-shift, abandons truck and packages. <laughs> well, that's a way to go out. He didn't give a truck about his job anymore. I hate when they do that stuff. You know what I mean? A Michigan Amazon that's delivery... That's a uh, TMZ type yeah. of fucking... Uh... He didn't give a truck about his job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, good God. I... Here's Sugar Ray. Yeah. <laughs> we caught up outside with... Uh, what's what's an actor's name? Kevin Bacon. We caught up outside <laughs> Kevin Bacon's house after taking a shit. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, how did you get outside my bathroom? Hey Kevin, did you use some air spray in there? <laughs> it's like, shit. Do you have hemorrhoids, Kevin? Yeah. I noticed you didn't wash your hands. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. There's a county mandate here in Las Paloco County, <laughs> California. He's trying to push him out the door. 
That's so invasive. Anyways, a Michigan Amazon delivery driver quit mid-shift this week, leaving a truck full of packages behind. I quit Amazon. Fuck that driver driving shit. Left, I left the van on 12 Mile and Southfield. Y'all can have that bitch. It's full of gas with the keys and the ignition. <laughs> Derek know. Lancaster, 22, who wrote in a stunning tweet Monday that, that had racked up more than 26,500 retweets by Thursday afternoon. Here's my thing. Are, are they applauding this behavior? I don't know. I mean, I get it when you're just tired of a job and you say, I quit. I do too. But at the same time, you're kind of taking the piss out of this company that offered you yeah. an opportunity to make money for your family. Right. And, you know, but I mean, hell, I would love to go into my job and quit and act a fool while doing it. But you got to write them bitches on the, um, the past prior experience column of the new job. Uh, you know, application. Right. So, you know. Oh, unless you want to enlist a work gap. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's that a... work gap's a motherfucker. <laughs> I had to erase like seven years one time. Lancaster said he was frustrated with the grueling work and long hours for barely, for barely minimum wage, but that he regrets how he handled this rather unconventional resignation. Local ABC affiliate WZ, WXYZ TV reported, it was immature and irresponsible on my end. At the same time, enough is enough, Lancaster told the station, after abandoning his delivery vehicle in a Detroit suburb. Amazon drivers across the country have long contemplated have long complained of poor working conditions, a ProPublica investigation revealed last year. The e-commerce giant also drew complaints from factory workers nationwide this year over handling its uh, of the coronavirus. Lancaster said he would deliver more than 100 packages over the course of a 12-hour shift for about 15.50 an hour. I'm barely making minimum wage, man. <laughs> that yeah. is that is goddamn like less than a dollar than I'm making yeah. right now. You know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're making the hell out of some dough. Uh, Fifteen. Minimum wage in Michigan is still like $7 and something. You're making right. double. Don't give me that bullshit. Yeah, that's a little crazy. I mean, my first job that I talked about on Before the Mics, right before this, that you can find right before this, uh, I was making... Six twenty-five, exactly. Maybe six fifteen. Whatever the minimum wage was, that was what I was making. And that company, um, old Sam Walton's company, didn't <laughs> even want to give you thirty hours. Like they would give you thirty hours a week because just to keep you below, just to keep you below, time. so they didn't have to pay insurance and all that yeah. on you. So that's crazy. Well, I tell you what, Josh, we we're about to be joined by our our, uh, our guest. I've got to use the bathroom real quick. Well, while you do that, I'm going to tell people about the great shirts they can pick up and, Hell yeah. and help do out it. P3 Radio at the same time. Go over to tinyurl.com slash P3 Radio Tees. That's P3 Radio T-E-E-S. You're going to see a, a collection of t-shirts there from P3 Radio. And all of them were designed by us. They follow a theme or they follow our logo. They follow something we've talked about on the show. Pick one of those up today. Help out small business. Help out small business. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, but help out small business. Help out P3 Radio with a shirt from Teespring. And P3 Radio, you can get that right now at tinyurl.com slash P3 Radio Tees. Once again, tinyurl.com slash P3 Radio Tees. 
All right, welcome back to P3 Radio. Josh, joining us on the line right now, he's a good buddy of mine. He's a, he plays music. I mean, he's been in multiple bands. He also runs and owns Mojo's, which is an awesome bar down in Ripley, Mississippi. Go check that out if you're in the area. But he's a real good friend of mine. His name's Josh Smith. Josh, welcome to P3 Radio. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Hey, man, we're doing great. I played that intro music. That's <laughs> very suitable. Yeah, <laughs> because I told Josh here that you would have a, a good story about how we met. <laughs> and I think it was a couple years yeah. back. I will tell this story. It's a pretty good story. So, um, you know, I'm a musician in, in Jackson, Tennessee. There's a bunch of musicians. They're, they're everywhere. So I'm playing music at the downtown tavern, and this big, big bald guy comes up to me. <laughs> and, you know, I'm expecting, I probably expected more of a Metallica request. <laughs> but he, he requested Sister Hazel. <laughs> <laughs> And and we got we know we got to talking and he's you know he 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 touched base with me he's like I, you know I I've followed my dream too and I you know I was expecting him he was gonna tell me he was a musician or something like that and he said I'm I want to be I'm a professional wrestler I was like Are you, I, I didn't know that they were just you know you you didn't see those people every day right this is not and not not everybody you meet in town wants to be a professional wrestler and I thought man that's that's great, and so ever since I, I bought the the Max Corbin T-shirt, and it was it was been history from then. Man. <laughs> yeah, he used to wear the uh, he had a Max Corbin shirt on for a lot of his gigs, and I would come in. I'm like, oh, he's wearing my shirt. That's cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. Oh man, I was on tour with with Eric Church and all those guys, and I I've sported that shirt everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he he uh, he's being nice, Josh, because. Uh, when he says I came up to him and suggested some Sister Hazel, it means I drunkenly yelled, Sister Hazel! <laughs> Place of Sister Hazel, man. So it's kind of become this thing because you've been doing this um, this Facebook thing. Um, was it Facebook and Chill or is it, what was that thing called? Something and Chill. And yeah, Music and music Chill. Music and there. Chill. And it's like Facebook concerts during the uh, coronavirus quarantine and every time I'm on there, I always just write in just I'm, either whether you do it or not. It's just it's still something like a running joke where I just say, hey, play some right. Sister Hazel. So uh, but yeah, man, uh, we talked about uh, this before the show, right before you got on. So it's a, it's amazing that you said that you were expecting some Metallica. Um, <laughs> we talked about this actually on a show we do called Before the Mics. It's our little setup show uh, about how me and Josh you know, looking at us, you would think probably Metallica or something like that, but we actually, we do like Metallica, but we also (laughs) like other things. Like Josh is a big fan of Richard Marks. Nothing wrong with Richard Marks. No, no. But I mean, but he doesn't like, but it's, it's weird because he doesn't like George Strait. Well, the, the correlation I gave him was, look, I like old country music as well. And just because I like, you know, Hank Williams Jr. and Willie Nelson don't necessarily mean I like George Strait. He's a one-trick pony to me. All this shit sounds the same. I mean, that, that's, that's just me, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, so who- you know, that's, that's not a bad argument, you know? He's, he, he's never known as a, you know, a, a, a songwriter and never did a song that was really rocking. They, you know, they had right. singers like Travis Tritt. Even Travis Tritt back in the day could sing a ballad. Or could sing a, a southern rock song. He did, you know, he had a, maybe a little more versatility than right, George. Right. Yeah, I mean, for me though, how could you deny Fireman? That's a good song. 
I said one <laughs> trick true, pony. <laughs> That's my one trick that I actually liked was Fireman. I know, but I never really got into anything else that he had. I, I like the movie, the movie Pure Country. Yeah, I, know, was I was going to say my wife would fight you over your comments right now. <laughs> like if she was home and she heard that, you'd have to like, you know how Hulk Hogan. You know how Hulk Hogan and Mike, no, no, we're in the upstairs too. You know how Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage had that match that time where they were in that triple cage and they had to fight their way down to get out. That's how you'd have to be oh, if she was here. Uh, I'd just go out the window. It'd be all right. But no, man, who was some of your musical influences when you were growing up? Who did you like? Oh, I see. I, you know, I, I think I started. I think the first, my first love was a doo up, the doo up sound, Beach Boys, and. Uh, some of the uh, some of the older older music like that with all the harmonies and the vocals and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, I went through the th- went through the stages. Uh, of course, in the '80s, everybody hated everybody liked liked horrible music, and I I did my share <laughs> of of Falco and all that all that baloney. And somewhere somewhere along the lines, I came back to to you know. Country music was probably it's been the biggest influence, and the George Straits and Randy Travis has got it started, and Garth Brooks kind of took over my world for a little bit, and then, and as I got older and older, uh, I the more I, I steered toward the more classic country and, and the words and what it meant, rather than the flashiness of it. I was beginning to listen to Merle and and Willie and Waylon and and, and right. guys like that, who are more more prone to write a good song rather than put on a good show. You know? Right. Yeah. I was a huge Randy Travis fan, not so much of his um, music, but his later work where he was walking naked into convenience stores. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I feel, I feel bad about that because didn't he have some kind of like dementia or something? That's what they said. Yeah. Yeah. He slipped there for a while. I, I, I seemed like he had a stroke and all kinds of stuff was going on there for a while. I'm just kind of slipping. Of course, you know, those when you, when you start making money, you go crazy. Money makes you crazy anyway. I don't know. Yeah. It is funny, though. If you have money and fame, you can walk into a convenience store. But if you have, like, an uncle that does it, he's the town pervert. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing harder to wash off than, hey, your uncle's the one that walked into the Seven Eleven up there with his Johnson hanging out. You know, it's like, yeah, if he had money and fame, you'd forget about this. But it have been your Uncle Freddie. It would just been a buck knife and some socks. That would have been it. <laughs> just make a donation to your local charity. They were right. squashing under the bridge, right? Yeah. What was that old Vince Neil killed a man? He did. Yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> well, like you said, I mean, you make the right uh, police officers union donation, yeah. and within a year, you got another album. Yeah. <laughs> right. I tell you, man, there's so much similarities between the music business and the wrestling business. Uh, you hear these stories, you know what I mean? And, and, and you're probably like me. If you watch Tiger King, you were watching it and going, okay, yeah. <laughs> not, not that far fetched. No. <laughs> What's one of the craziest things you've seen at a concert? Like, as far as, you know, uh, fight? I'm sure you've seen a lot of fights. Been lots of fights, man. Been, and I, when I was, when I was in college, I think the craziest stuff I got to see, luckily, <laughs> was when I, I guess I was in my mid, early, late twenties. I was a, on in a, in a band called Shagadoo, which is a dance band. We played Prince, Cool in the Gang, uh, Rick James, anything like that that was, you know, dance friendly for kids. Yeah. So we hit spring, we hit spring break in the, the Club La Vila, Spinnaker, and. 
it just uh, you know you don't you can't really pick one moment out of those. It's just craziness everywhere. There's <laughs> right. there's naked there's nakedness everywhere. There's <laughs> don't look over this way. You're gonna see things you don't need to see. <laughs> I mean, they, they, there's some. I guess you know you you, you get adolescence and and alcohol together and there's just going to be craziness it doesn't matter what it is you just said something every night like, i can't believe i just saw this you know <laughs> right yeah i mean that was the same thing with the wrestling business of course you know uh, i told a story a couple of weeks ago where we had a guy like well i never told this story josh and i'll tell it on the air i might have but right. we'll retell it um there was a time where i was wrestling at a show at um the big kahuna and the Big Kahuna here in Jackson was just a dance club. And well, for some reason, the brilliant genius promoter that was booking our shows at the time decided he would come set up the ring, and they were going to do a, uh, what is it called, the Tough Man Contest. Oh, and yeah. in, between, in between fights and Tough Man, we were going to have professional wrestling. What a <laughs> genius idea this was, you know? Because you got two guys up there slugging it out for real, and then you got me getting a side headlock drop down, take over get it again type scenario it's like one of these things ain't like the other <laughs> so i decided i was gonna get color as much as ricky morton would hate me for it i, well, decided, I just twitched right now what'd you just say i was gonna get color. he fed his fucking family with that. <laughs> yeah we had ricky morton You're on wrong. two weeks ago <laughs> and we talked about somebody getting color and he kind of lit into us a little bit <laughs> but uh but uh i decided i was gonna get color and because I was like, man, we got to do something. You know, these right. guys are knocking each other's teeth out. They don't like, it was one of those, Hey, you come, it was like the, no offense on this. Cause I know you're from Mississippi, but it was like the Mississippi <laughs> athletic athletic commissioner for wrestling. Sign up $25. You're a certified boxer now. <laughs> <laughs> so you had drunk guys getting in there. There wasn't even a scale for like weight classes, man. <laughs> it was just, Hey, here's $25 bill. Now you can box. <laughs> So they're trying to knock each other's heads off every swing and people are getting knocked out left and right. And there's no medical personnel on board either. <laughs> it's like big kahuna spared no spit, no expense. So this is Burt Prentice with some smelling salt. <laughs> <laughs> so we went out there and I like, I cut myself, made myself bleed. And I'm like, why did I do this? You know what I mean? Like, why did I do that? Like none of the fans cared to see us wrestle. Uh, but <laughs> at the same time, there was another event where one of the fans threw a full drink at a manager. And this was during the intro, like during the entrance of my, my opponent. Like I was coming out second. So the first guy comes out and he's got his manager and he's he's the heel and he's getting everybody riled up. Well, when he turns around, they throw a Coke, a full can of Coke at my, at my buddy's oh. manager. Uh, and it was Gary White. Gary White's the manager. Well, yeah. Gary looks at the guy and he told me later, he's like, he had three teeth in his head and I was trying to knock two of them out <laughs> and he hit him square in the face with a punch. Well, the crowd, like, like the guy went down quick and everybody kind of like scattered and it was like really quiet. I had no Ooh. idea this was happening. So I bust out to the ring and I'm like, yeah. And everybody's just dead silent. And I'm like, <laughs> like, come on guys, let's go. And I get in the ring and I lock up with Kevin and Ke I go, what in the hell's going on? Like it was silent. Like we had to whisper, like, what's going on? Like he's you're like, in Japan. He's like, my dad just knocked some guy out in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he gets me in a headlock takeover. He gets me in a a, a a headlock, and he's like, 
we try some things to get the crowd going. There was nothing that we could do to get them back in it. They're just appalled. Like, they're just stunned at what just happened. And Kevin's like, well, I guess it's time to go home. <laughs> and I think I rolled him up, and that was it. So uh, have you ever had a fan or a, or a person? I know you probably have. Have you ever had an experience to where maybe, like, somebody at a bar threw something on stage or tried to fight you guys? Oh, yeah, that, that happens on a regular basis, man. That that uh, I, I tell you, what, one night I was in Tupelo playing a bar called Bogarts, and we were on a break. We were sitting just in the green room, and you hear this big banging, just bang, bang, bang. And, and I go out there, and, and some dude who's had a bad day, man, he's had <laughs> he had a bad day. <laughs> He got on stage and grabbed my guitar by the neck and just started swinging it. Man. <laughs> oh, he had a real, I mean, he, his, we, uh, we had to press charges and his grandmother called the next day. Sorry, he, I guess he and his wife had had trouble that day, but he had too much drink or too much. He, didn't ta- he, he took too much of something and <laughs> he got on stage and took it out on my guitar. <laughs> Have you ever had to punch somebody that got up on stage? I've not. I've oh. not. Luckily, uh, I've, I've I've had to talk firmly, but luckily, I've never had to just well get out and well anybody hit on anybody. But but that security takes pretty good care of you, right? You know, if anything like that ever happens, there's yeah. all you always got. There's always some big bald guy down in front <laughs> requesting Sister Hazel that'll drag him off stage. <laughs> you can him to. Yeah, and depending on how many drinks he's had. He'd probably <laughs> probably tackle him just for coming up there and tipping you. Right. <laughs> you don't touch Let Josh. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, that yeah, I always think about that comedian. Josh, did you ever see that? Uh, oh, Josh Briley. Did you ever see that comedian that uh, was playing guitar on stage and he yelled? You know, somebody's been heckling him the whole time. And he finally starts coming towards the stage and he's like, well, get on up here, motherfucker. And he takes that guitar and honky tonk man's the shit out of that guy. Like I've seen that. You've seen it. I haven't seen it, dude. It is. It is one of the damnedest things. Like I'm going to pull it up for Josh Briley here just so he can see it. But, uh, it is one of the hardest hits. And then he tries to like, I don't know where you go from there as a performer. Because, like I said, it's just like the manager punching a guy in the front row. Well, I think it's pretty much like you and Kevin White. we got to go home with this one, brother. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> show's pretty much over. <laughs> show's over after that. <laughs> I'm going to try to find it. Josh, you won't be able to hear this. Um, no problem. Uh, but I'm going to show Josh so he can see it. Um, and if I can talk and type at the same time, that'll be. But, yeah, he tries to do the same thing. Here, here it is, Josh. Uh, it's... Uh, comedian gets heckled uh sometimes they play quickly sometimes they have an ad on them and this one's gonna have an ad on it but yeah it's vanilla ice working a lathe it looks like (laughs) (laughs) well he's got to do something man he's you know he's doing that property hunter show now but all right here we go so uh here we are what's your name oh this is at the start of it so he's he starts heckling him and you know, he's drunk. The guy's definitely drunk. And he's interrupting his show. Here he goes. He's got the guitar. He tells him to get up there. And then just... Just Hank Aaron's... <laughs> and then he puts his pick back in his guitar. And he goes... He tries... The guy fucking came at me. 
That's okay. Show that's the funniest part, Josh, is what he says is, he goes, I'm sorry, man. The guy came at me. What do you think, folks? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, no way, man. And he's like, all right, well, show's over. <laughs> he didn't even get to use his harmonica around his neck. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but that's oh. good, man, that you've had the luck of not having to deal with that. Yeah, uh, it had been too bad. Yeah. Um, what do you think about with this whole coronavirus and how much of a impact it's made on on guys out there touring, like comedians and musicians like yourself? Like, how, it's been hard for you guys to get gigs, hasn't it? It has. It's it's completely killed that lifestyle. I, I you know not so much for me anymore. I don't I don't travel as like I used to and play and tour. But I talk to you know certain musicians. I talk to. Uh, Miss Park, Miss Parker, Colton Parker's mom, and he, she was talking about how, you know, how tough it was for him that, you know, he's started a life in Nashville. Right. He, he's got a, you know, got a wife, and then this happens, and she, you know, that's, they were playing four nights a week, and then it's gone. You know, Skylar Anderson and those guys moved up there before. You know, he just had a baby, and full intentions of working every night like they've been doing, and it's just over. You know, it's, it's gone right now. I don't right. hadn't. Who knows if it's coming back, man? Yeah, that was going to be my next question. When do you see it coming back? If it if it does, it's the this is the weirdest. It's the this has been the weirdest, the weirdest uh, this situation I've ever I've ever known. When is it coming? Is it coming back? Is this going? Is there going to be a new normal? We're we never gonna, you know, we're never gonna have an outdoor concert. Everybody together again? I don't know. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, I honestly can't see it coming back till at least next year for concerts. Well, correlating it to wrestling, here recently I've seen a lot of uh, some of the bigger independent promotions. They've been having like uh, backyard happenings where pretty much right. you come, you have to wear a mask, there's sanitizer everywhere, and you have they have seats sectioned off where it's legitimately every seat is at least, at the very least, six feet apart from the next seat, either behind you or across from you or in front of you it's a bit weird the way everything's spaced out but i right. think with the the proper uh, uh, uh you know uh, laws and whatnot whatever they instilled they could make it happen and make it work you know that i see it's we're kind of doing that with the restaurant we hadn't we, we just opened this past weekend for the first time we, we've got everybody well separated only six per people per party at the most but you know today as uh, I, I get a, a something on my phone saying is coronavirus airborne. So I mean, if it's airborne, then <laughs> I, right. know, I, I don't. I, I expect every day to wake up and have you know have have the restaurant closed and have the whole world yanked out again, and and no one really know. No one, you know, feels like no one really knows, you know, what's going on, what's going to happen tomorrow, you know. Right. And, I mean, that's the thing. I think this is going to be one of those things when we look back on it. It's going to be like how, you know, how, like, at the beginning of, like, history, we started doing things. It's like, well, everybody thought the world was flat. We laugh at them now because, or some of us do. Some of us still think that the world's flat. (laughs) But but we laugh at them now going, oh, isn't isn't it funny that they thought they could, you know, sail off the end of the earth? Well, you know, you go back and look at it now. In like ten years, how are we gonna? It's like they put up plexiglass everywhere, right? Like you know what I mean. Like we're gonna know more about this as we go along, and we're gonna see probably some of the precautions we took were 
were like, Ooh, I can't believe we didn't take more precautions there. Or, Hey, we didn't, we took too many precautions here, you know? So like I said, it's going to take a while. I think the only thing that's going to really help with concerts is a people are going to have to get creative or B there's going to have to be a vaccine. And I think things like what Garth Brooks is doing, he's doing a tour of um, drive-ins so yeah. he's setting up by the screens and doing his concerts and having people drive in. Uh, that is, to me, ingenious. That's creative. That's, yeah, it is, definitely. So, but yeah, I mean, I think it's going to take something like that, especially something for, like, comedy. But the only thing about it is, and we talked about this, you know, it's like there's two regrets that you have on that, Josh. It's, A, when you get up there, instead of a drunk guy heckling you, he's going to be honking his horn. <laughs> and B, we won't get that R. Kelly concert with the give me that toot toot. It, it's the perfect thing. You know, give me that beep, beep, beep. He that. missed the boat. <laughs> yeah, he missed the boat. If he wouldn't have done what he did, he could have done drive ins and that song would have been super popular. Right. But <laughs> that, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I, that may work on that, that large scale. I don't know if they, that can work at the 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 weekend you know, bar band, bar band or whatever. I don't know how right. that works. Yeah. I mean, it just puts so many limits on you to have that, that much of a separation for concerts and stuff like that. Right. Uh, and right. I, and I tell you from a wrestling standpoint, having no crowd there, man, and WWE started doing it with like what AEW is doing, like where they put wrestlers out in the crowd just to give it some kind of noise. <laughs> but dude, and 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 if it doesn't work in wrestling, but it works in UFC, having no crowd there in UFC does not hurt UFC at all. So go go well, figure. The, you know, I, it's the uh, it's a, you know it's a different different world, I guess. It, the, the wrestling when I watched it, I agree. I, it was just it was naked without the the back and forth. The the best part of the wrestling is the the wrestlers back and forth with the audience, the hatred right. or the love from the audience. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to replicate that without without there being the live audience, you know. And the difference, the UFC, you kind of stand by your fighter and watching. I kind of watch in silence anyway when I'm watching UFC. Right. It's kind of like I'd I'd much rather watch the Randy Travis surveillance video than these two guys cluster fucking to a symphony of silence is what we used to call it. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of wrestling, you said you, you watched a little bit of, you're from Mississippi. Did you, did you catch any mm-hmm. Memphis wrestling growing up? Oh, dude, we, uh, we were blessed about once a year that, uh, they'd come through our hometown, rip the Mississippi. They set up in the school gym. It'd be Jerry Lawler. It was always the, always the head match was Jerry Lawler and somebody versus, and the moon dogs were already there, always there. And, my favorite was always, always handsome Jimmy Valiant. He he, he looked like <laughs> even back in the eighties, he looked like he was 140 years old. But he got out there and he always put on a show. I, mean, I, I loved. It. I remember the Nightmares, Danny Danny Wayne, and I can't remember all, everybody's name. But Rock and Roll Express, <laughs> all those guys, man, they were all heroes of mine when I was growing up. Well, Josh here, uh, Briley's uncle is uh, actually one of the nightmares, Danny Davis. Yeah, it was Ken Wayne. Danny Davis, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and Ken Wayne <laughs> yeah. was the other one. Yeah, yeah. Kenny Wayne and Danny Davis. Yeah, I love them, dude. And uh, of course, you have the, the, the fabulous ones and Tojo Yamamoto. I was a big fan of his. He was he was older when I finally started watching, but he he brought his kendo stick out and did did his damage, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Tojo was older when everybody started watching. <laughs> he was another one of those yeah, my, boogie boogie woogie men. 
Right, yeah, he was one of my mom's favorites, so that was kind of cool. But we did that. Of course, that was my younger, and then that, then the 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 WCW and the WWE, WWF, whatever all that stuff was in the what late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, just kind of took over the world, and we would get together. We would, you know, somebody would pay for the pay the twenty nine ninety five pay per view on the Sunday nights, and. We would watch it and imitate it, and straight up through college, I was probably way too old to be, you know, watching and imitating wrestling as far as our parents thought. But we did. We loved it, and of course, having our claim to fame was we went to Tupelo, Mississippi, and we went to the WCW, and Ric Flair is coming out, and we got good seats, and we're all bowing to him, and he saw us and pointed at us, and that was you know. Since then, it's it's all been gravy since then. <laughs> yeah, it was something about Memphis wrestling when you went to it when you were a fan. It was more interactive than, you know, WWE would come to town. Yeah. You, you know, you would have those guys come in, and they would not never go across the guardrail. You know, they would never – it just looked like they were going through the motions when they came into town. But then you had, like – well, there was one time where Memphis wrestling came to Northside High School here in Jackson, Tennessee – and Brian Christopher is in the ring, and he's got his Southern heavyweight title on. And one of our friends goes, "Hey, man, can I hold that belt?" He goes, "Let that kid hold my belt." <laughs> so we all got we all got with pictures with it. The, you know, hell, who knows what's happening in the match? We're all get, taking pictures with the belt. Like, look what I won! I beat Brian. <laughs> oh, that's cool. You know, so it was always something. This guy was cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, he was really good about that stuff. You know, and coming out afterwards and signing autographs and stuff like that. You didn't get that with like the national thing. And I think that's why Memphis hung around for so long is like they were fan friendly. Um, one thing that Memphis wrestling and all wrestlers do is they do these things called ribs. And I don't know. And ribs are just basically practical jokes. Uh, it's just something they do on the road just to kind of keep the the mood light. Uh, and, and do y'all do that with, uh, in music when you're touring, do y'all do any kind of practical jokes or any pranks on each other? I think music musicians are kind of known for, for not having very long attention span. So if we do, we're just kind of out of the blue. <laughs> Nothing was ever really planned as a practical joke. Right. I know one time we filled a trash can up full of cold water and dumped it on Jonathan while he was trying to take a shower but you know <laughs> we were just a bunch, we were a bunch of drunk stoners running around so whatever was funny at the time <laughs> uh, speaking of which I remember there was one night you were performing at the tavern and it was like I can't it was it was a summer night when I was off but you were performing and uh and we had a decent crowd out there but um I just I, I sent you a couple of drinks and you had had a couple of drinks and I remember going up and talking to you like in the middle of like an intermission and you were like, you're pretty gone. <laughs> and I go, Josh, how are you doing this, man? He's like, just muscle memory, man. But, <laughs> but I looked at you and I was like, well, okay, well, that's cool. Well, you got back on stage and you made one of the funniest towards the end of the night. You did one of the funniest things I've ever seen somebody do with a um, uh, John Cougar Mellencamp song. You were singing um, Jack and Diane, and you you sung pretty much the whole song. And you got to the last part where you know he goes back over about little ditty about Jack and Diane, and you just yeah. you strummed and you go little titties, and you just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like most everybody started laughing, and I'm like, yep, it finally caught him. <laughs> you can't run from ever. Yeah. 
<laughs> I had some. I had to get autopilots, man. You, you'd get to get that stage, or you just had to kick it on autopilot. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, uh, I don't know if you have your guitar with you or not. I didn't know if you were going to play anything or not today. Or uh, uh, I know you were uh, doing shows on Facebook. Still, are you still doing any of those? Uh, yeah. We are, ever since the restaurant opened back up, I've slowed down a little bit. Yeah. I even brought my. Man, I don't have my guitar. It, oh, I, I brought right. it and I left it in my darn van. The wife, <laughs> the wife ran off with it. I brought her home from Mississippi just to do this, and then she dropped me off and took off, and I forgot to get it. Out. Oh, that's fine, man. Um, well, tell people how they can follow you to watch those shows. And hey, if you watch the shows, Josh usually has like a little uh, cash app or Venmo thing there. Man, Venmo him some yeah. money for his entertainment, you know. It, it don't hurt to do that. And I'm telling you, Josh is one of the best singers around. And, uh, you know, I'll offer up something for him to play. He'll play it for you. And he's really cool, man. But, yeah, hit him up on Facebook. How do they find you, man? Uh, you find me um, is J.A. Smith on Facebook there. Or Reverend Jesse in the Holy Smokes is the best way to find my music. R-E-V period Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E, and the Holy Smokes. And, uh. You can if you keep up with my music. That's a good way to do that. And of course, you can find us. They listen to the music. You can find us on Reverb Nation, Spotify, and all that good stuff. Just under Reverend Jesse and the Holy Smokes. Yeah, like I said, if you see him on the live performances, man, he's like I said, one of the best singers around here. And uh, me and my family just love you and your family to death, man. And uh, just uh, yeah, hook him up. Watch some of his stuff and and Venmo him some a tip and let him let him play some music for you. Because like I said, during this whole quarantine, man, when you started doing that music and chill, like you definitely scratched the itch for me and my wife, and we wanted some live music. So, uh, well, thank. Yeah, it was awesome. But man, anything else you want to say? I mean, we've already we've pretty much done it, man. <laughs> I don't know if you realize well, great, great, man. we've talked for that thirty was, minutes. And it's like crazy. But yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. Love to do it again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, nice to meet you, Josh. Nice talking to you. you. Too, and man. Talk to you all again soon. Well, man, go and check out also Mojo's and Ripley. Like I said, Josh, thanks again for being a part of P3 Radio. Yes, sir. Well, that was pretty cool talking with Josh, man. Yeah, this is actually Had a blast. his band right here. Pretty cool. Yeah, you can find this video by going to YouTube and typing in Reverend Jesse and the Holy Smokes PBR video shot in Jackson Studios. Yeah, Josh is a really cool guy, man. He, uh, like I said, most people would look at that whole thing. Like I said, I, I wasn't joking when I said practically that was me heckling him. I wasn't trying to heckle him. I was just wanting to try to get him to play a song, but technically he could have told me to shut the hell up and he would have been within his legal rights. <laughs> like he could have looked at me and went, shit, <laughs> shut up. 
I fucking hate Sister Hazel. Do you hear the type of music I'm playing? Yeah, he he plays a lot of country. You like I said, you've heard him. You've heard him play. I'm sure. Probably with the beer goggles <laughs> and beer uh, beer headphones. Now, what is this Michael Hayes thing that you have pulled up here? Well, that's on the music line too. I didn't know if you had ever seen the Michael Hayes Bad Street uh, concert that he had in Dallas. He had a concert? It was a whole concert. Did he have more than the one song? Dude, they had a whole album back in the day. They did. And uh, this is part two of the concert. And pretty much... (laughs) The encore? It ends like you would think a Michael P.S. Hayes concert would end. In Dallas. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody gets shot? Oh no! Is it better. Jr. Jr. gets shot? Oh damn! Even they shot me. <laughs> Who shot Jr. Get it in I Dallas? Get it. Yeah. Playing words. I, I don't know what you're doing. Like a monkey trying so, to fuck a football right now. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is part two. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Whenever my mom asked me one time, she said. I was watching an old tape. Yeah. And she said, Who is that? I recognize him. I was like, That's Michael P.S. Hayes. <laughs> oh, yeah. He always looked like a rock star to me. <laughs> well, yeah. he kind of thought he was. But he kind of was. I guess, in a sense, he was. Other than the Rock and Roll Express, what other like rock star type? What in the world's he doing? That, that looks guitarist? weird. <laughs> but the funny part was, this is in Dallas in the 80s, so. Who else would you think would show up to the concert and start singing with them? Carrie and Kevin Von Erich, right? Oh, do they? So, I'm going to fast forward <laughs> it because I'm not too sure at the actual part. I thought you were going to have a horror story there. It was like, who is that singing? That's Michael Hayes. Hmm. I'd fuck him. <laughs> well, thanks, Mom. <laughs> I'll see where we're at. Uh where are the boys? They got a crowd, man. They really do. It was like, it was successful. Well, did they ever do another one? 1988. People so, are going crazy. They got uh, Kevin and Carrie on stage, handed them tambourines. <laughs> <laughs> Just so long as it's not Listen a gun, to that I pop, think you're man. okay. Listen to that pop. This is a like a, yeah. a rock concert. All the Von Erics do is come out and give the Texas sign, and the girls fucking go crazy. Got the unpopular Von Eric with the tambourine. Kevin was awesome, dude. Yeah. You just don't understand. He dropped the damn tambourine. <laughs> well, what else would he do? Carrie can't clap on the beat. You ever try to take 10 Halcyon and <laughs> use a tambourine at the same time? Carrie's over here. I don't know if this is a fever dream, man. <laughs> this might be a fever dream. <laughs> They're playing LaGrange, though. Now, was this before or after Carrie's incident on the motorcycle? After. Oh, wow. He had the incident in, like, 1986. Look at them bell-bottoms from that dude. This is 1988. Oh, Oh my God. What? That's Buddy Jack Roberts in the back. (laughs) They just look lost. And that's Iceman King Parsons. Oh, they made a storyline out of it. The Iceman just Man, assaulted he, Iceman uh, Michael wasn't, Hayes. Iceman wasn't taking no shit, was he? 
Man. <laughs> so they made a storyline out of it. <laughs> no, this oh, is man, all Oh, Carrie didn't even sell a nut shot. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, because you're going to do a torpedo discus punch. A torpedo. A torpedo discus punch on stage. There's the nut shot. He's already see, kicked him twice. He didn't sell it because he had to get his shit in. And then a drop kick. Von Eric drop kick on Parsons. He's going to honky talk man him. Oh, he hit Michael Hayes. Well, there it is. But he can't run fast enough, so Kevin uh, Carey called him. They were like, don't knock over the drum set shit. <laughs> now everybody's like, Michael. I think that first punch from Iceman was legit. <laughs> Probably was. Did you see that well, shit? Well, I mean, it's like dealing with a damn uh, tranquilized bear that's still mobile. I mean. I wonder if uh, who would have. I wonder. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Just like we were talking about yeah. with Josh. Show's over, folks. Show's over. <laughs> we can't move anywhere past it. The lead singer just got guitared into the fucking head. Man. And they think if they yell Michael a lot loud <laughs> the concussion enough, will go away. He might hook. He might hook up. Isn't that the damnedest thing? It's like this man probably has a concussion. He's already sensitive to light and noise. Let's just shout it, shout his name, and turn on all well, the lights. It didn't. It didn't help the fact that uh, Buddy Roberts hit him with the corner of the guitar instead of the the back. <laughs> Kevin's trying to incite a riot. Yeah. Him a nice man going at it. Yeah. That's they don't do shit like this anymore. <laughs> they don't do a two hour live concert. <laughs> and end it like <laughs> and this. And end it with a storyline. You know what I mean? That's some build up right there, man. <laughs> Dude, I love that. I absolutely love that. And like I said, that was it. Also, uh, on the music kick, our past guest here, uh, Ricky Morton, mm -hmm. he had a B-side. To the rock and roll boogie woogie. Dance hall. Dance hall. It was a record, and it had a B-side. I never knew what the B-side was. You got to close out that Freebirds tab. <laughs> oh, damn. Kiri and Kevin are still fighting. We need to kick some ass. So, explain a B-side for some of our younger listeners. That is the other side of the record so you had two sides of a record you had the main side of the record side a that had all the hits on it then you had sometimes the, it was just that one sometimes it was the just single. the one song and then you had the other side you also had you also had b sides on tapes right so you had the a side which would be all the good songs and you flip the tape over and, and listen so to a it. lot of times it might be an instrumental version of the single yeah. and then another song right yeah i mean it wasn't ever really like it was songs that they probably just threw together like, shit, we ain't got enough for an album. Well, here, just sing the ABCs and play some songs. Well, a lot of times, too, the B-side was, it was, we're hoping that this one will be good, too. And yeah. we're going to put it in hopes that you might turn it on the bit. That's that's how some hits were made famous on uh, old school uh, radio was because we accidentally put on the B-side instead of the A-side. I wonder if they have any... Um, Singers singing like David Lee Roth singing the A B C D E F G. I'm sure with some of his uh, prior suitors, he just sung it just to relate to him. All right, let's play that B side. 
Roll that beautiful B footage. <laughs> so, this was the B side to Boogie Woogie Dance Hall by Ricky Morton. What's it called, Richard? Feel like a nut. <laughs> <laughs> when I get a little high, I go nuts with you. Sometimes you act like Any truth that Ricky bladed during this song? <laughs> oh, oh no, not during the song. So afterwards, did Ole Anderson come into the studio? <laughs> Ole and Gene. Listen. Hey, I like a good saxophone in a in a music performance. Don't you? No. No? I love a good saxophone break in a music. Like a especially like a rock music. It only applies like certain deals and feel like a nut is not no 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 i mean i don't like it in this one (laughs) where was where was robert gibson in all this he's doing this in the background (laughs) looking at everybody in the room at once well people thought he was people thought he was staring at him but he was really looking over at the wall Like that old Jeff Foxworthy bit where he was like, my mother-in-law don't know how to, she don't know how to whisper. It's like, she tapped me on the shoulder and was like, don't look now, but the guy behind us is cross-eyed as a bat. (laughs) He's like, he was mad. I don't know who he was glaring at, but he was mad. (laughs) Well, when somebody says that, immediately. You got to look. Like... That's what Jeff Foxworthy said too. You That's what look. kids do, at least. I mean, you tell now. Don't look, but don't look. But at your four o'clock. I mean, you. you we've all got that friend that'll do that too. Is like, hey, dude, look right, over there. Check this out. Don't look now. But there's a chick over there with huge boobs, and it's like, where? <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, you gonna try motherfucker. to get motherfucker? You're trying to catch us a charge. <laughs> you can't get no charge for looking at boobs. Uh, I'd be fucking state prison right now. Um, well, dude, I see what you've got pulled up here, but I do want to say this. I have spent the last two weeks and, oh, I just remembered we've got some phone calls to play too. Uh, so we got to do that before we go, but I have spent the last two weeks watching this guy named Jim Browning. I told you about him. He's got videos all over YouTube of him, like messing with scammers. And some of the funniest stuff they've done is remove every file from the scammers computer. Right. Like they get on there. I've watched some of that Kit Boda guys. Yes. And then they lock their computers and stuff. Dude, it is awesome. (laughs) But uh, I see you've got a scammer pulled up here. What's up? It's one that actually won. He won. Well, at least until what happened to him happened to him. But the. (laughs) He won? The title is The Nigerian Email Scammer Who Stole Millions from Premier League Club, NY Law Firm banks so i mean so he stole millions from a soccer club uh new york law firm and uh, multiple banks i'm guessing yes and uh you know a lot of times um a lot of their emails their bullshit emails are not very convincing you got 
fucked up English, you know, words that shouldn't be inserted, inserted. Hold on. And, We've got something for that, Josh. This asshole fucked these words <laughs> up, man. I mean, he's got words that he don't even need. And a lot of times you just, you see through the bullshit with, oh, yeah. you know, with your inner grammar police. Right. But, um, this guy, apparently, I, now they don't have a sample of his work, obviously, but they said his stuff was so convincing that he was able to rip off that major soccer league and uh, <laughs> law firms in New York and banks and the like. His right. name was Ramon. Razor? Uh, I don't know how to say his middle name. Abbas. Ramon Olaranwa. Abbas. Olaranwa. Olaranwa Abbas. But... He went by the name Ray Hush Puppy with an I. <laughs> <laughs> Hush Puppy with an I. And made no secret to his extraordinary wealth. On an Instagram account with 2.3 million followers, he posted photos of himself dripping in high-end watches, wearing robes with his name... Uh, however you I see Hush Puppy on his, on his robe there. Yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, you know, he'd have like... Like he was going to the ring or something. And it would be embossed on there and stitched up for him. And uh, driving $300,000 Mercedes or a white Rolls Royce. Cull- I don't even know how to say that. Imagine that. Where are we at? Rolls Royce Cullinan. Where are we? Hold on. Cullinan. Show me with the, ma- show me with the mouse here. Oh Where are we at? Cullinan. 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 Rolls, Rolls, Rolls Royce Cullinan with the hashtag... All mine. <laughs> he took private jets to Paris, shopped at Gucci and Louis Vuitton, and indulged in cakes depicting him himself, surrounded by Fendi bags, whatever the fuck those are. His address... Sounds dirty, whatever it is. It does. Fendi bags. Come over here and put them Fendi bags in Ooh, my face. <laughs> her Fendi bags are so big. Oh, I'll probably get a charge for they give us. They give his damn address here, too. 1706 Plazio Versace in Dubai. Mm. Well, damn. He's a Dubai man. Uh, but on Snapchat, he went under the name Hush Puppy 5. <laughs> <laughs> Hush Puppy 1 through 4 was taken in the original Hush Puppy. <laughs> he called himself the billionaire Gucci master. But he couldn't get Hush Puppy, just the regular Hush Puppy. Oh, no, somebody else owned that. Yeah. <laughs> but Abbas claimed to be a real estate developer, but his wealth was instead the result of running elaborate email scams and hacking schemes the U.S. federal prosecutors argue a rare example of a Nigerian email scam that actually fooled major companies in handing, into handing out millions of dollars. So, like I said, the FBI is investigating him, and uh, he's only 37 years old, man. He's really? Not like he a, looks a, older than 37. Yeah, I guess living that crazy lifestyle, you know, going uh, private jetting and eating cakes with his picture on them and shit. And, you know, you've gotten those scam calls, too, and I'm, we're going to play one that I had just recently, uh, but you've gotten those scam calls, too, where you go, who falls for this shit? You know what I mean? And then you find out when you watch those Jim Browning shows and the Kip, G- Kip Gaboda Whatever that show was that you were just talking about, Kip Bogota. I can't think of the Cat Boda or whatever yeah. you say it. Well, when you watch those and you're like, these are obviously fake. Who's falling for them? But when you watch those shows, you're like, everybody's every, falling. There's for a them. lot of people falling for. They 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 make enough money that some of these people have the high end luxury suites, you know. And but the the Nigerian prince scam has yeah. been around since like the eighties, man. Right. It's something that hell fucking Joe Petticino fell for it with global uh, global wrestling federation. That was supposed to be the money man, <laughs> and 
<laughs> was yeah. it Nigerian Prince? It was. They said that on air, dude, and it didn't work out. And then they had to get some more <laughs> money marks that were a family, and then that family ran out of money, and that was it. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> but yeah, one of one actually worked. He he was a part of a money mule type deal. I guess there was other co-conspirators with him or whatever, but yeah, he he got through. I couldn't That's believe it. That's crazy. He uh and you know most of these are all happening. I did see something that's really cool that they've started doing. You know, like a lot of these scammers use uh, um, what is that? Team Viewer. Yeah. Well, Team Viewer now has an update that if you have an email address, if you have somebody trying to share your computer through like a IP address that registers from Dubai or yeah. some of those areas, it'll tell you, hey, make make sure you don't share stuff with this person that might be a scam. It's coming from a well known scam area. So. Well, they're profiling. That's wrong. <laughs> you can't do that. Well, I mean, you can always just decline and just say, okay, whatever. Cool. Cool deal, Bill. <laughs> I'm going to keep moving. You know that ain't how shit works nowadays, Richard. Uh, dude, I know this much. You can put whatever warning you, you want to on anything, and uh, people will still click on that shit. Like, I know we have, uh, I've seen a warning go out about, like, especially with emailing. Like, at work, we have a thing that comes out with emails, and at the top of it, if it comes from an outside source, it'll yeah. say, hey, this came from an outside source. You might not want to mess Proceed with it. Proceed cautiously. Yeah. yeah. There's people that don't even read that. They're just like, oh, sure, let me click on that link and send you my email. <laughs> it's like, come on now. Uh, I don't know. If, I'm hoping this is going to play, Josh. I've got a scam call for us. I don't take too many of these anymore because, you know, I kind of got busy with work and everything, so I don't really have a lot of time. Well, this week I did get a scam call. Like, I don't believe you. Play it. <laughs> if it'll open. So let me see. Show in folder. Oh, here it is. It's going to play right here, hopefully. We'll cross our fingers. Come on now. Let's go. Now, this was a different one, Josh. Hold on. Let me do Thank this. Thank you for calling. All right. So what happened was they called me and said that my my um account my no, 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 your no. account is broken bro not my not my account <laughs> my social security number had been suspended <laughs> you're legally dead bro yeah yeah and this happened to my wife once and she was like and i was like what in the hell so they got your social security number she's like no listen to what i said again my social security number has been suspended <laughs> i'm like she's like how the fuck do you suspend a social security number? <laughs> I was like, Oh, good point. You know? And they said, we do have an arrest warrant for you. Please call this number. And I sent you the number and I was like, Oh, we got to fuck with, we need to call them on air, on the air live today. If we can, I tried to call them and there was, there was a bunch busy. of rings and no answer. No answer. All right. So, so I called them back and this is what I got. Your call is very important to us and will be answered in the order it was received. <laughs> don't need no short people like no people like no short people around here sounds like a randy newman song don't it you made it sound like one <laughs> but this is some of that uh indian disney music <laughs> you got a friend in me. this sounds like what you would hear if you know you were calling the fbi you know what I mean? <laughs> I've never called him. <laughs> or whoever this is that's arresting me. 
that will have me arrested. They're trying to keep you upbeat. Yeah, it's like, hey, don't you run away. Here, here at the FBI, we want you to know we care about you and your arrest warrants. Oh. Your Administration, can I help you? <laughs> Social Security Administration, can I help you? It sounds legit, right? Oh, yeah, Already. it sounds totally legit. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I just got a call saying that I was going to have an arrest warrant issued. Okay. <laughs> He's like flipping through trying to find the script arrest the warrant. He's like, we've got overbank charged. Uh, we've got car warranty. Oh, here it is. Arrest warrant. Oh, now he's so an officer. Now he's an officer, Eric uh, Wilson. Officer be. Eric Wilson. Here we go. Let me rewind a little bit. Your Administration, can I help you? Uh, yes, uh, I just got a call saying that I was going to have an arrest warrant issued. Okay. <laughs> well, then your line has been connected with me. This is Officer Eric Wilson. <laughs> so, will you please help me with your name so I can check and pull up your file? My name is Mike Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> That's my go to every time. And Sorry? It, <laughs> and it fucks with them. <laughs> Mike Mayer. Okay. One moment. Yeah. They never know how to spell the last name. Well, they're loud at the Social Security Administration. Yeah. And I love how it went, thank you for calling the Social Security office. How may I help you? I had an arrest warrant issued for me. Okay. Well, this is Officer Eric Wilson. <laughs> like, uh, man, he's an old school, old yeah. Western guy. He took the damn banker hat yeah. off and put the, put the sheriff cowboy hat on. <laughs> Would this have anything to do with the stuff that happened in San Diego? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to push it along because so far it's just dead. And I'm hoping he'll say yes. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> no. He's not a good ad-libber, this Eric Wilson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good. So I try something else. I'm like, good God. How long are we going to keep you on the phone? To well, get to I've had my license suspended. Would that have anything to do with this? Uh, give me a moment. I'm checking it, okay? Okay. How's he checking it? Just with my name, Mike Mayer. You know how many Mike Mares there might be out there? <laughs> I dare say just one. <laughs> you think just one? Us. <laughs> just us? Hold on. I'm going to Google search this. Mike Mayer. Yep. There's one. And he's famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a musician, an artist. He looks like a real douchebag. He does hip-hop rap. And he's holding a, a guitar. Oh, I think we're doing him a favor. <laughs> <laughs> he claims he's a composer. <laughs> of what? All right, here we go. Uh, what do you help me with your uh, It's uh, 10108. Now, I gave him that. But you know what that's from? So when I was a kid... We had this show on Nickelodeon, 
And uh, the pre-show, like the show in between the commercial, the host of the the afternoon block was Stick Stigley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he had this song that said, write to me, Stick Stigley, P.O. Box 962, New York City, New York State, 10108. <laughs> I, I didn't remember all <laughs> and that. And it's stuck in my head. So anytime somebody like this asks me for something, 10108. Which, which is a New York. Uh, sorry? 10108. Which is a New York, I guess, zip code, if it's still a zip code. It was in the... Okay, yeah, um, Mayo, I got to call out to you. Uh, so, the reason you received the call today is to inform you regarding some legal enforcement action filed on your social security number. Uh, we have got an order to suspend your social at this right moment because we have found many suspicious activity done on your social. Now, he said that you had subspecies activity <laughs> on your social security number account. Yes, yes. There is so much wrong with oh, that statement. Oh, it gets better. Like, you'll subspecies. S- yeah. You, you'll see, like, when you think social security numbers, some suspicious stuff, what do you think? I think somebody's been trying to buy a house yes. with my name. Wait until you hear what has happened. It's, it's the damnedest thing, Josh. Mm-hmm. Any calls from the local police department? Not yet, no. So they want to know, hey, have you gotten a call from your local police department about this? Okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to provide you all the information, and I'm also going to explain you what exactly happened with your social. But before I do that, uh, just to make sure that I'm providing this information to the right person. Well, if this verify you with a I'm just waiting on you to turn heel in this moment. <laughs> well, let me tell you what. No. Uh, motherfucker. Y'all might have to come in here and kill my ass. Take me alive. That's the fucking facts. <laughs> no heel turn? No, no heel turn. I'm, I'm, I'm cooperative, Josh. I want to. I don't want to go to whatever country's jail this is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be cooperative with these. With Officer Eric Wilson here. You don't want to end up in a Peshmerga jail? (laughs) But before I do that, uh, just to make sure that I'm providing this information to the right person, will you please verify me with the last four of your social? Uh, 2493. Okay. Okay, let me tell you what just happened there. He said, before I do this, I want to make sure I'm talking to the right person. Give me the last four of your social. And at this moment, we're both bullshitting. Because <laughs> 2493 is not the last four of my show, my social, or hopefully it's not the poor Mike Mayer's last four. <laughs> maybe maybe I guessed it. Well, maybe I think I he's from it. Germany, so yeah. we don't have a problem. Yeah, so at that point he goes, hmm, okay, yeah, checks out. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm going to provide you some information, so please grab a pen and a piece now here's where they catch motherfuckers so they scare them to death with hey your social security number has been suspended but here's where they catch people josh they give warrant numbers they give badge numbers and and all that information okay all right i'm ready uh let me know whenever you're ready okay i'm ready i'm ready what happens with my social security when it gets suspended uh, well, let me explain you what is going on first of all, and then I'll explain you what will happen, okay? Okay. 
Yeah, I was like, don't get out of turn, motherfucker. <laughs> Look, I'm going one, two, three, four, five. You're trying to jump this. to six before I get to four. Now, let me make it believable, Mr. Mayor. I've already uh, uh, authenticated your social. <laughs> so let me make this perfect. Looks like your credit score is real shitty. <laughs> okay. Uh, first of all, I want you to know about my name. My name is Eric Wilson. Okay. Okay. Um, my badge ID Four one seven. Four one seven. Letter J. Letter J. Mm-hmm. Two seven four two one. Two seven four one. Remember that, Josh. <laughs> okay. And now, now your case ID number. My case, case ID is DC. DC. Seven zero one zero. Seven zero one zero. I guess they put DC in it for like. Washington D.C. So maybe so I don't know. I don't know what they're sounds, doing. Sounds sounds good. Yeah. Now, note down your warrant ID number five three. This is my warrant ID number. Mm-hmm. Seven five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> four two. Some of this is boring. <laughs> There's just one punchline in this whole thing. I didn't Josh. know you had a warrant no, I will ID go number. ahead and read out the legal charges against your man, and I'm also going to explain you what exactly happened. Okay, so here comes the legal charges. Now, we talked about this, Josh. When somebody has your Social Security number, what do they do with it? They, they go out and try to buy a yacht, or they try to buy stuff on Amazon. Or, or get into the country. Yeah, they go out and get a credit card. They, that's the kind of stuff they do, right? Assumingly. Listen yeah. to what this motherfucker did with Mike Mayer's Social Security number. Before I do that, I would like to notify you that this line is a recorded line. <laughs> yeah, it is this way too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll have to submit this recording in the courthouse. So while I'm speaking, please not interrupt me in between. Yeah. I will give you fair enough time to speak and do rest your patience once I'm done. Okay? All right, here okay. we go. Okay. So your social has been found suspicious of criminal activities in the state of Texas. Have you ever been to the state of Texas? I've never- so the state of Texas, Josh. State of Texas. I've never so- been to the state of Texas before. Okay. Well, but it's because we are taking this issue to the FBI headquarters as we are having strong evidence that are enough to prove you guilty inside a courthouse. Because, you know, this is the way the FBI does things. They call you to give you a warning. <laughs> and they say hey. that we've found enough evidence to found you, find you yeah. guilty inside of a courthouse. That's like... As Mr. Or Officer Wilson just said. Yeah, and it's like, you know, because that's... The, you know, FBI doesn't think that you'll ever run from them. They just call <laughs> you up. Hey, we're coming, fucker. <laughs> and they hang up. We got enough to get you in a courthouse. Yeah. Now, the investigation started when we found an abandoned car in the south border of Texas, and the car contained some blood and drugs inside. All right, so <laughs> they found a car in Texas with blood and drugs inside. <laughs> well, oh, I can go already tell them they got the right man. <laughs> That's what I was. Was it my prescriptions? <laughs> <laughs> it was my gout medicine. Shit, I've been looking for that. Investigation, you found that the car was rented on your name. And on- it right, was some so- suppositories <laughs> and some bloody remnants of where I'd been sitting in the car. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so the car was rented under my name. I'm sorry, man. It was yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go get Imagine them. This was the FBI agent. I'm like, listen to this fucker. <laughs> All right, here we go. Your personal social information. 
And there are two addresses linked with the title of the hacker. I don't, know, I don't know what the fuck he said there. Two headrests is belong along with the side of the of the thing and the taker. And, uh, hey, Decker, this is Vince Neil. <laughs> hey, want to say, uh... <laughs> Happy birthday, brother. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the hell did you just say to me? All right, here we go. in the city of Rollins, that is in Dallas, Texas. So it was in Dallas, Josh. Imagine that. That's One of the biggest... nowhere near the border. Yeah. It's like five hours away from the border. <laughs> Which border? It was near the border. <laughs> We're talking about the Arkansas border. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fucking three hours yeah. away from that. <laughs> yeah. You know, the little border town of Santa Fe, New Mexico. <laughs> our, 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 no, what was it? Helena, Montana. <laughs> the little right. border town. It's raped by U.S. Marshals. But unfortunately, there was no one inside a residence. But we also recovered. Two pounds of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Two guilty. pounds of cocaine, Josh. You're guilty. They found in a car that was registered to me. A so car. They just called you. Yeah. So just say, hey. Who's apparently a national, international drug dealer now. Yeah. So here, let's. Hey, man, was this yours? I'm going to play it again. U.S. Marshal. U.S. Marshal. Unfortunately, there was no one inside a residence. Oh. But we also recovered two pounds of cocaine. This is an abusive drug. And also some documentation from financial institute. So there's Chase Bank, Bank of America, and U.S. Bank. Oh, they found they found two pounds of coke, and two pounds of coke. That's a lot of fucking coke. <laughs> <laughs> and and they found bank forms where I was trying to get loans. Because we all know <laughs> that we store our financial records yeah, the from box. three different banks, mind you, with our cocaine stash. Yeah, and just leave it in a car in Dallas and just take off. Oh, apparently you bled everywhere and then ran off. Where right? was the probable cause to search that car, motherfucker? <laughs> was something happening? What, what was the probable cause? That's what I should have said. I, I didn't think about that. Um, this entire paperwork has been their money, and thousands of dollars have been wired from this bank account, locally as well as internationally. Oh, did you hear that? Locally as so well the, as internationally. the bank account, the one bank account, you know, from all the three <laughs> three companies that he named there, <laughs> apparently they just let me have one account to make he, things easier for Mr. He Mayor. He was street magician magicianing you yeah. to where he was like uh, a person names. with a birthday in March, person with a birthday in June, <laughs> yeah. person with a birthday in July. Oh, there you are. What's there that thing? Was he like, was talking to me. That 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 whole, you know, I had a loved one. Who had a loved one die tragically? <laughs> oh, I'm hearing Somebody something Somebody in the him. audience. He uh, said something about a blue basketball. That's not you. Somebody else. Somebody about blue basketball. <laughs> Anybody have blue balls? Yeah. Everybody have blue balls in here. It could just be a cow or a dog named Blue. <laughs> John Edwards crossing over. Yeah. That's who it was. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> you know, we, we were letting go of the blood and the two pounds of cocaine. <laughs> but this bank shit, this is kind of suspicious. <laughs> I think we might be on to a crime. <laughs> no, I would like to know... Uh, was it yours? <laughs> Do you hear that? Because most, uh, most, uh, most officers, when they call you and they, they want to question you, you know, they do it by phone most of the time. Right. I would like to know, uh, uh, do you have anything to say regarding this case and your criminal activities? <laughs> <laughs> Defend yourself! <laughs> 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 Are you involved in this criminal activity? 
Are you involved in this criminal activity? <laughs> you got me. You know, we were just calling to check up, you know. <laughs> you know, it don't look like something Mr. Mayor would do, but, you know. <laughs> now, now I, uh, I rented a car in Arkansas a couple of weeks ago, and I turned it into what I thought was the right place. <laughs> but, I mean, it's very well possible it could have been stolen. Now, the cocaine might have been mine. But the other stuff, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then they hung up. <laughs> He's like, this motherfucker, <laughs> we, re- we really uh, came <laughs> on to some shit, man. <laughs> you called the drug czar. <laughs> Scratch his name from the list. <laughs> uh, but I love fucking with people that call me like that, you know? it's It's just... Sometimes I like for them to just take their time and get it out. Right. Because just to know when they hang up, they go, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> that uh, Kit Boger guy, that motherfucker, he had some, you have wasted an hour of my time, motherfucker. <laughs> right. Like, oh, they curse his kids and his family and everything. It's well, great. hey, man, two weeks ago or a week ago, we, um, we, we talked to Gene and Gene said he knew a guy that he wanted to send our way. Um, you know, he would send us a message later. And we got this message on our um, on our phone line. I don't know who this guy is. I figured you might know who it is. But um, it was weird to me. So I guess it must be, um, it must be from... Um, Gene might have known him or something? It's one of Gene's friends, I'm thinking. Okay. All right, so let's play this. Radio. It's old Greg. Whitey Jenkins told me to call you to promote Mud Show Mania. I'm going to be having a match there against a midget. <laughs> I guess you can't say midget anymore. <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be vertically challenged or fun size American. His name's Neha Ned Navarro. <laughs> We're going to have a match where the loser has to drink Bailey's from a shoe. <laughs> I wrestled all over the world. I wrestled in Mid-Atlantic, is old Greg. I wrestled in Japan, is old Greg. <laughs> then when I went to the NWA, they called me old Greg. <laughs> then when I was in Continental... I was Thunderfoot number four. <laughs> P3 Radio, I need to promote my midget match at Mud Show Mania. So call me back. I'm old Greg. <laughs> old Greg. Uh, sorry about blasting out your headphones there. When that, I had to turn the uh, one up and I had to turn that one down. And just so we're clear, old Greg, it's short Americans. Short Americans. L- short Americans. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know who that was. I think Gene might have known that guy. Or Gene's he, buddy Whitey Jenkins. Yes, okay. Gave him his the, the number. Well, we got another call too, Josh. I don't know. I haven't even heard this one. I heard the first one. I heard that one at work, and honestly, I laughed at the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but this one's weird too. I I don't know who this is. And uh, well, hit play for me, Josh, if you don't mind. Hello, hello, is this the is this P3 Radio? Hello? Hello, is this the podcast? <laughs> My name is Coronado. 
Caledonia of Nieto, the Estevez, the third. <laughs> but my Lucha Libre's name is Lisaber. You know, like like the Buick. <laughs> that is my ring name. I wrestle for Senior Whitey Jenkins. Ah, another Whitey Jenkins. He tell me to call the Petrie Podcast Radio to promote the Macho Mania. He's coming up sometime. I don't know. He don't tell me the date. He just tell me <laughs> to call this podcast to promote the show. Is this Hello? Is this podcast? <laughs> is it? Hello? Um, hola? Senor? Is this? Por favor? Is this podcast? <laughs> Can you hear me? Hello? I never, I, I never do podcast. I knew to America. I, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> is this podcast? Hola? Hola, senor? Is this? Hello, my name is Lisaber. Coronado Saladonio Nieto, the SFS, the third, Lisaber, like, the Buick, see? Hola? Lisaber. Let's do Lisaber a, a, a solid here and tell everyone to catch Macho Mania coming up sometime. I mean, you'll have to, I guess you'll have to get with Whitey Jenkins on that. I think Whitey is the go to guy, and Whitey's Mudcast is. Just launched, I believe, last week, and man, it's it's something. We'll have to we'll have to get Whitey on the show and uh, and uh, talk to him about that new podcast, Josh. I feel like that would be interesting. I feel like he might have a whole cast of characters and and uh, things could, coming to his show. Well, I mean, midgets and macho mania, <laughs> you can't whoop it. Can't whoop it with a stick. Well, that's gonna do it for us, Josh for this episode of p3 radio if anybody wants to know how to find us on any of our on on any social media or any of our shows how do they do that well on twitter we are at p3 radio the number one on facebook putting that search bar pop poncho and you will see our profile and if you want to get with us like le sabre or uh, this other gentleman did Call us, leave us a voicemail, or send us a text. We might play it on the show. You never know. Our phone number is 731-300-6675. That's going to do it for us. For Josh Bradley, this is Rich Bullock and saying thanks for listening, and good night.